Welcome to the Bottom of the Ninth Podcast. My name is Eric, president of the Baseball Blue Book, the most comprehensive directory since 1909. We are now available for download on Apple iTunes and Google Play. Same great directory. Uh, now it's available on the mobile app. So make sure you download it. It's absolutely free. You can visit us at baseballbluebook.com. Download it there or go to the App Store or Google Play. Guys, we also added a player and coach and vendor and recruit profile section. This is, again, absolutely free. It's the LinkedIn for baseball. Are you in the book? Make sure that you you download today, build out your profile, and start building out your network. It's great for everything from recruiting, reaching the vendors that you're looking for, coaches, uh, contacts, showcases, everything that you might need from a baseball perspective. So we're really excited about that. Today's episode is brought to you by UHIT, our favorite uh, vendor and partner. We have been partnering with UHIT since the beginning of the year. We've got an integration directly to UHIT. UHIT is built for MLB players. It's built for uh, pitch, pitch and zone recognition with over a million pitches to play. You can call balls and strikes from the batter's box. Free to download, UHIT gets you started with up to 50 pitches for simulated at-bats. Win more innings as you improve your skills and get more pitches in return. In-app purchases can help you keep training when you run out. So make sure you check out UHIT. Uh, we're excited. We had Jason Sherman on one of the episodes a few weeks ago. The guy is brilliant. Uh, take a look at the episode. I think you'll learn a lot and uh, the passion that he has to help players uh, learn from a pitch recognition perspective. So it's really, really awesome. All right, guys. So today's episode is uh, with Emre Bardaki. He is the founder and creator of Grapito, Grip Like a Hawk. This is a great training uh, tool. Emery, welcome. I appreciate uh, you joining me uh, today. I uh, look forward to hearing about uh, Grapito. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your about you and your the background, and then we'll get right into this. Okay. Well, thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, my name is Emery Bardaki. I, I'm the founder of Grupido. Uh, I've been uh, working on it for probably several years now. I think with, if I include the patents, about seven, eight uh, years. Um, I operate the company uh, with my brother-in-law, Ross. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's my partner helping me with everything. And we're in the, in the grip world, uh, working, you know, helping athletes uh, and physical therapists for, uh, uh, for tools and um, yeah, and, and that's our goal, and uh, and that's what we're uh, we've been working on. We plan to work on in the upcoming years. That's great. That's great. So let's go. Let's go right into the actual product. Let's talk about um, kind of a high high level of view of the product, the values that it brings, and then um, we'll probably dig into a little bit of of how you came up with the idea, um, the patent side, uh, a lot of those things, uh, and really we're going to spend a lot of time. Uh, focused on baseball. That's really the primary uh, target that, that we have in the audience, uh, but the values that it brings uh, for baseball. So why don't you go ahead and start start there? Okay. So, well, uh, first of all, uh, Pedo is a grip and arm training uh, tool that has uh, multiple uses. It, it allows uh, about 15, 20 exercises, but additional to that, um, it, it has uh, physical therapy uh, uh, benefits uh, for athletes and uh, for, uh, it, but it also allows um, active recovery uh, benefits that athletes can use recovering between uh, uh, the, um, their activities. 
Um, in, in addition to that, it's a product that uh, uh, allows athletes to train in a low impact medium with, with sand, uh, which long term is uh, very beneficial for the overall wear and tear uh, on joints and to improve the athlete's longevity. Um, really, Grappito is really a, a product of my overall experience in the uh, in the sports I've did in my lifetime, the injuries I faced, and uh, and um, and, and it was basically a solution to a lot of the problems I had as an athlete to overcome them. But it's also something I used uh, as a coach too on athletes, and uh, I've done a lot of testing. So what when you when you bring up the the, the sports that you've played, where, where did where did it all start? Where where what were some of the injuries, uh, and and what were some of the things that you found uh, that this was a value for? Well, so uh, I was born in the U.S., uh, but my mom and dad, be, being Turkish, they wanted to move back to Turkey when I was seven years old. Uh, we moved to Turkey, Antalya, a small beach city, uh, really nice city. Um, I, I absolutely loved uh, growing up there. Um, when I was young, my, my dad is a, uh, was a uh, chemist, uh, chemistry professor in the local university, and my mom was a chemistry teacher. And they weren't really big on sports, but as a young kid, I showed a lot of uh, interest um, in martial arts. I, I was really into martial arts. Um, my mom and dad were like, well, we need to do something about this kid and get him into martial arts. And, um, you know, my dad had a friend that his son did judo, so they start me up judo. And what, what was great about Turkey is um, uh, the national sport is wrestling. So uh, the judo style there was influenced by wrestling. But the best thing I think was uh, it being a small beach town, it, it attracted a lot of Eastern Europeans, especially Russians, Georgians, Ukrainians, which have really great backgrounds in strength and conditioning, uh, but also have their amazing their own grappling styles, such as Sambo, and uh, they were really great in judo and in the 90s, they were dominating. So um, my journey first started with, you know, learning judo, but being exposed to those different styles and learning from these uh, athletes uh, from different backgrounds and it, it, it just was a it was like the perfect place um, um, for me to learn and grow and I guess in judo um, early on one thing I realized how important grip is and uh, for, for a lot of sports it is very important um, for, for judo at that time especially with the rules, rules uh, set they had uh, grip is was incredibly important and Early on in my judo career, I I found it to be as a hack uh, to improve, uh, to get uh, go get better a lot faster. If it's something I was I focused on, and I and I learned that from one of my uh, um, I think uh, he was uh, Dennis. He was a um, Ukrainian uh, sambo coach. Uh, he was a very talented guy, but I I learned it from him and you know a lot of other coaches I work with, and I start focusing on grip working on different ways to train grip. I would do a lot of rope climbs. Uh, we had like two, two and a half inch thick monkey bars I could climb, which was really challenging hands. Uh, I actually saw the kettlebell early, very early on. And when I actually, I, I don't think I saw a kettlebell like for another 10 years after I came to US and I beat myself for not bringing that over because it's such a, such a powerful tool. Um, I, I was, I was very young. Um, so, when that happened, you know, as a part of my Eastern European judo, strength training is huge. Strength training is something that completely uh, revolutionized judo. Uh, 
So, and I, I just learned how strength training came hand in hand with, uh, with judo. And I, I had to combine that together and I had to understand grip and I have to learn about endurance, how that comes as a, as a, uh, into play. Um, and I, I came back to us when I was 18, um, even though I was a, uh, Olympic hopeful, my mom and dad being educators, they didn't want me to even try that. But, um, Actually, one of my best friends, the strength and conditioning coach of the uh, of the national team for judo in Turkey. Uh, two of my friends uh, got into the national team in several years, uh, stayed there, um, and, and they're fairly successful. But for me, I, I, I came to U.S. and uh, I, I was really good in engineering, um, and I um, and I, I saw I learned about biomedical engineering and biomechanics and. After that, I started doing my bachelor's and master's at Catholic University uh, in biomedical engineering. And one of my focus was uh, biomechanics because I was super passionate about it. Um, that helped me see things from a different perspective, you know, see uh, biomechanics, engineering, everything else that comes into, into it, reading research articles on injuries, on several different things. And um, it really, I think, opened my mind and it helped things a lot more. And it gave me a complete different perspective, not just an athlete or a coach, but seeing things from a research side, uh, which is obviously extremely beneficial. Uh, but putting those two worlds together is something that I think allowed my ability to see things different and uh, gave me ability to solve problems. Okay. So, so, so you, you came from a judo background. Um, sounds like you had some pretty, pretty intelligent parents, which, uh, so you can credit that from, from an educational perspective, driving you away from the sports into the, it really into the bio, um, biomechanics, um, aspects. So where did you go to school here in the States? A Catholic university. It's in Washington, DC. Okay. Yep. Um, so you, you started looking at the, the value of training and of grip and how to apply that to judo. So make the transition into kind of the other sports, um, more, more specifically baseball. Obviously, baseball grip is a, a very important part of it. Uh, there's a lot of training um, apparatuses out there for, for grip. So talk about that, that transition and focusing on baseball. So what caused that transition was in 2014, I had a I had a competition, uh, Maryland Open. Um, it, it was a judo tournament, and I, I got uh, caught in an armbar, and um, I didn't lose a match, but something snapped in my elbow. It, I just felt it. I actually heard it. It was extremely painful. Uh, uh, my arm uh, hyperextended a little bit. Um, and after that, I couldn't just uh, – I, I just had this really bad tennis elbow, and I saw f several physical therapists – and it's just, it just was very annoying. I had friends that had golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, uh, athletes I trained that had it, uh, coaches that had it, that shared their experiences with me. And I, I went on a search to find uh, something that can help my injury. And everyone's injury is a lot different. There's a lot of things that like other folks did that work for them. For me, it just, it just didn't work. I, I think I saw like seven, eight different physical therapists. I, I bought, I probably spent over seven, eight thousand dollars on different products, uh, which were all great. Um, but for me, it, it didn't really help with my injury. And the main problem was if I did like a deadlift um, or, or really just like a farmer's carry that's over like 40, 50 pounds, my elbow would be hurting the next day. It was just extremely painful. 
Um, you know, then I start looking into sports that, you know, elbow injuries are very uh, common. And in and, and two of the sports I found that elbow injuries are super common is uh, you know, baseball and arm wrestling. And, you know, one thing I really like doing is cross training in different sports to just it's, it's I believe it's great uh, physically. And I, and I think there's more studies out there from a brain perspective, from a wiring perspective, from a learning nervous system learning perspective. I think they find it very healthy as well. I always like cross training in different sports to learn. But, you know, additional to cross training, what, one thing I, I think I really liked and I think it came back. From, I learned from my experience just have being open minded seeing different things. I like to learn from those sports and every sport out there, I think has several different things athletes use for them to be successful in that sport um, and, um, and healthy in that sport. One thing I found, you know, I found several different exercises arm wrestlers use that's almost a staple of the sport. They do it, they understand it's good for elbow health and, for, uh, and shoulder health. Um, but I, for baseball, one thing I found was um, basically um, uh, rice training, bucket rice bucket training. That's something I found, and I see, saw that a lot of pitchers use it, and it seems like a lot of successful pitchers use it. And when you think about it, it's really genius. It's a, it's a, it's a very simple tool. Uh, it's very low impact, which is, which is great, especially when you have an injury. It's mainly concentric, so there's no negative portion, which is another a uh, great tool for recovery uh, from an injury. Uh, possibly, you know, it can prevent injury because you're flush, you're bringing blood to the tissue and you're flushing out toxins when you do that. Uh, do concentric work in a rice bucket. So that's one thing that really got my attention, and I start looking into more. What do pitchers do to stay healthy? And you know, uh, read articles. You know, see a physical therapists that work with. Uh, baseball players, exercises they do. Um, I think for forearms, like uh, uh, hammer, forearm supination, pronation is a classic exercise used by a lot of sports and baseball players use it as well. So so that kind of got me thinking. And once I saw the rice bucket training, one thing that clicked for me was um, sled training, which is also concentric, low impact. And I've used it really, really well for lower body uh, injury and physical therapy. And, and a lot of strength coaches use it for that. I think um, Louis Simmons from Westside Barbell, um, he's, he's big on sled training as a recovery, uh, recovery tool for physical therapy for athletes. And those guys are like really beat up for like lifting hundreds of, th uh, when you add up their squat bench, everything, I think they're, they're in, in a couple thousand. Some of these guys, they're, they're big guys, they're strong guys. Yep. Um, and a lot of strength coaches use it for that too. And I've used it very successfully. Then the next thing was, how do I train my forearms in a concentric way? And, and how can I increase the resistance? And that's where I had the transition from sand, uh, sorry, from rice to sand. But I also found a way, a tool that I can use to increase the overall resistance, but also add different patterns to train my forearm. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between uh, concentric and eccentric training um, and, and really go into the, the, the benefits and the differences between the two. So, you know, it's no secret that eccentric is the phase where muscles breaking down. That's where really 
the strength gains are at. Um, it's 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 incredibly important for um, you know getting stronger for you know which is important for uh, most of all athletics, right? But one thing uh, people don't understand how important uh, concentrics are, and I think when sleds get start getting really popular or like battle ropes tools like that. I think it got really popular because a lot of athletes are just really beat up from their sport, really beat up from a lot of weightlifting or two. And I would try ice, heat, uh, ease them and all that, which helped. It, it didn't really solve my problem. I had a tournament coming up, which was actually a Sambo, which is a Ru Russian uh, wrestling sport in 2017. And I, I a couple months out, I was really bummed out because I'm not able to lift weights and I, like to my fullest. And that's something that's very critical for, you know, for athletes to be able to fully train to their maximal, maximum capabilities to perform. And, and I couldn't do that. I couldn't go over uh, numbers. Uh, very, my numbers were very low because of this issue. Um, so after, I really liked the rice bucket training, but it didn't give me the endurance. I mean, it didn't give me the resistance I need. Then I started playing with different tools and then, you know, I saw a video of someone having like a ruler in their hand and they put in a rice bucket and then do turns. And I tried that. I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I was like, well, how can I make this more and how can I get my grip uh, into this? And then I, I, I just started thinking, making a couple prototypes and it, it actually really happened really fast. I added the fins, I added the ball and, um, I made my own prototype and I, and I, I got a, a friend of mine to weld it and I got a sand of a five gallon bucket and filled up like 70%. And I started turning it, uh, this, uh, grappito in the sand bucket. And the more I would turn it into the bucket, more resistance I would get. And within the same exercise, like almost like, a, uh, it's, I guess it's not a rep because it's a little bit different. Um, but I could go deeper and get more resistance and my arm starts tiring out. I could, just pull it out and have it just like two, three inches into the sand where it's a lot easy to do, but I could keep working and really fatigue my, my really my entire arm, not just my grip and forearm. It trained everything from the shoulder down. And I started doing that 20, 30 minutes and I started increasing it. And the funny thing was the next day I didn't have pain. It was okay. I could, I could go all out, no pain in my elbow. I was like, okay, this is great. This is something I can do. This is something I can really push myself, um, it, it, which, I, which I needed. And I, I really got like the power of just really doing this. Um, and, you know, uh, of course it was not, not a full hour where I'm just going completely maxed out, but I could re reduce the intensity, which I found to be really great for conditioning the arms. Right. I compete in a tournament. Uh, I show up, uh, they, they actually declared it to be U.S. Open because they had so many Eastern European athletes that flew in that did not speak English. And these guys look like killers, really tough. And, <laughs> and, and, and I'm warming up. They tell they say we have an Olympic athlete. Uh, it must be a judo or wrestler, uh, judo, uh, judo athlete or wrestler, uh, because Sambo is not an Olympic sport yet. Um, in my weight division, they said they had one. And they said they had a two, uh, one or two. I think they said that they have a two-time Sambo uh, world champ. So I'm warming up. I'm like, wow, okay, this is this is not good. Um, and you know, I couldn't uh, I couldn't get the best training I hoped for. So, but you know what? I was like, I did my best. I tried my best, and I find to solve my problems to do my best. 
And, you know, I started having my matches and I start winning and, and, I, and I start doing really good and I got to the final and I lost the final by one point. And, but even the, the best guys, the Olympian and the world champ couldn't make it to the final. Right. And I lost a point. I was so bummed out and, you know, but then, you know, the next week I was thinking, well, I, I actually did a lot better on a tournament. I thought I was not going to be able to compete at. And then I start thinking this product didn't just help my elbow pain and uh, being able to train. I think it helped my overall arm strength and conditioning because I was able to uh, just grip fight. My arms were just really, really strong and just, uh, you know, it's something I was really surprised with. And I, and I was like, maybe I'm on to something and I need to keep looking into this. At that point, I just started uh, making changes to it from actually from an exercise perspective to add more accessories, different tools to use it, to add more exercises. And my elbow started getting better from the sand training and I was able to do stuff that I could not typically do. And that's where the revolution happened with different exercises. And then it, I kind of put it together as a full uh, arm uh, and grip strength and conditioning tool. It's a great, it's a great name. Uh, I, I just sitting there listening to you talk about the going deeper into the sand provides additional um, resistance and then bring it back up. So it really fits the name of, uh, you know, you can kind of envision a torpedo going down and getting deeper and, and more, more resistance in the training. I think that's a pretty creative, creative name. So let's, so, um, what would your what would your um, recommendation then be for some younger players that uh, that that are in the sport that uh, we obviously have elbow injuries? I mean, there there were a couple times in in baseball just over the last decade that it was it almost was was happening daily, right? There's there's so many coaches out there to talk about resting players, how many days that they need to rest based on exactly what you're talking about, those mm -hmm. those injuries that are very prevalent in the game of baseball, especially when they're younger. So talk about, you know, the recommendations you would have for kids that are the 13, 14-year-old kids that are now starting to play, you know, throw off the mound. They're starting to be introduced, you know, obviously to the breaking pitches, which typically have more issues or bring more issues to the elbow. Um, so what are some of your, your recommendations for them? I think that's a great, great question. Um, I guess with injuries in general, um, I think, you know, uh, coaches, um, and athletes more understand that, you know, strength training is very important, uh, having a good, you know, making sure you're lifting weights in a, in a smart manner and with, with the right program, strength training, I think is really great to prevent injuries. I think that's, uh, that's something that's, um, key um understanding that and you know working with co you know coaches that are that that know how to uh strength train athletes safely because there's a you know there's a lot of things out there i see young athletes do they go to the gym they're maxing out all the time just you know just pushing continuously and, and you're, you're not really supposed to do that there's a lot of research comes into strength training there's a lot of great books and systems out there that uh a lot of um, collegiate athletes are using and and the coaches are, you know, educating themselves on this. And I think that's the biggest problem with young athletes. I did the same mistake. 
uh, I was 13, 14. I went to the gym and start lifting weights. And I, and, and when you're young, you can recover. You feel like you're Superman and you just, you just, you just are com completely pushing yourself and you're trying to max out. You're trying to lift more and you're not focusing on all the small details such as form and things like that. And you learned a hard way years later. I wish I could go back. That's one thing I would change what I did. Uh, learn, like learn from a coach, all the details with lifting um, and learn programming. Don't just go max out all the time. Changing your exercises. You can't just do the same thing all the time. You want to change it up um, so that you're not, you know, reducing risk of injury. I think that's that's one thing. And I think um, after I made my product, a lot of uh, pitchers, uh, baseball coaches uh, got in touch with uh, me and they started using for their athletes. And 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 uh, and and I stayed in touch, and they absolutely loved it. And the way they would use it is a warm-up program. And regardless of you know using a repeater or not, my for any sport you want to warm up well. And I hear a lot of young athletes they go in uh, to train. They're just uh, a lot of coaches told me that they're just not doing anything, not warming up, not stretching, and they're just start training like that. And they say they see that at a lot of these baseball training centers. It's a common thing, and I see that with a lot of sports too. Um, even with judo, we, we've done that mistake when I was young. So having a good warm-up protocol is key as well. I, I don't, I'm not an expert in baseball, but from what coaches tell me, I think there's limitations on how many times, you know, uh, how many pitches you should do, how many, uh, uh, putting limitations on that too because of the stress it puts on joints. Uh, for the sport, it looks like that's something that's uh, there's more research being done on it. So following guidelines like that and working with coaches that are educated, I think is another key thing uh, for these young, especially for parents to make sure they do their homework with finding good coaches and uh, getting their kids educated. Um, and there's there's a lot of products coming out for recovery. You know, when when I was young, there you know foam there was there, people were not even doing foam rolling and things like that. And, now you look on Amazon, there's hundreds of them, and there's several right. different products. There's massage guns out there uh, that, that are pretty incredible. There's heat products, uh, uh, cooling products. There's, there's a lot of things out there, too, and there's more and more research coming out. And learning about, learning about those tools and, uh, for young athletes and incorporating them early on, it's key. Um, I, I, after my elbow injury, I always use a lacrosse ball for my forearms do, uh, I, I guess the correct terminology is myofascial release, yep. um, doing those and, you know, doing those warmups and cool downs before and after learning that, uh, doing, using, uh, the right tools. And I, I use several tools with Grappito for my warmup and whatever you choose, it, ha it just has to be a tool that really helps you warm up and, and fit into your overall program and process for training. So the Grappito is then, if you were to categorize it, is it is it more of a warm up tool? Is it a actual training tool? Is it or is it a recovery and injury tool? Or is it kind of all of the above? It, that's a great question, and it is all of the above. And I'll explain. Uh, so the since um, sand is very low impact. Um, uh, it makes it a great tool to warm up. And also it being concentric makes it a great tool for warm up uh, for the arm, forearm, wrist, fingers. Um, and we have a lot of weightlifters before they're like gonna deadlift and you know they, they use it to warm up the 
bring uh, blood to the tissues, uh, flush things out. Um, it's uh, and the low impact uh, beauty uh, about it. It's it's great to warm up before lifting, before training. Um, so it's a great warm up tool. But it's also because of the low impact application and concentric activation, like um, after heavy lifting, especially heavy squats, deadlifts. A um, lot of coaches, strength coaches, they'll have their athletes do like a light sled sled walk uh, the next day for active recovery because it's perfect. There's no muscle, not much muscle breakdown. Uh, and, and it brings blood to the tissues, flushes the toxins out. So it's a great tool for that. And Grappito is the same, is the same theory. You can do the same thing just for your, for your arms. So I have a lot of climbers or athletes on their off day. They'll just do very light work. They'll do like five minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes. Uh, nothing crazy, just light work, light active recovery. Uh, to bring in uh, nutrients uh, to the muscles, oxygen to the muscles, and flush things out. So it, it's a recovery tool as well. Um, also, really, any low-impact training tool is great for athletes' longevity, as I mentioned, because they're beat up. Um, like in the CrossFit community, I see Airdyne bikes, which is like a fan bike, uh, yeah. being very popular because those guys are really beat up. And when you get on an uh, Airdyne bike, it's very low impact on your joints uh, and, and you can go all out. You can, you can do like 90%, 100% sprints uh, with less risk of injury. So that's a, that's a great thing to be able to push athletes in a safe way. You can do the same thing with Grappito. Um, and and it's, it's just, it decreases the overall wear and tear because you have a limit of how much wear and tear athletes can take. And that depends on several different things with uh, the athletes, uh, their habits with, you know, recovery and things like that, even nutrition and everything else. There's uh, sleep. There's a lot of things that come into play with that. But it is a tool that you can add to that to minimize uh, wear and tear and to help with longevity to potentially reduce injuries in the future. Um, so with all that, it, it's a it's a it's a killer strength and conditioning tool because with the bucket of uh, sand, um, it's impossible humanly to get to the max. Like we have some guys that um, actually was with a guy uh, recently who uses a product. He has like an over 800 pound deadlift and um, even he can't get to the max uh, from, and uh, we didn't like you could. So the fins are three inches and some, we get a, some uh, customers and athletes confused thinking they can, you can only put push three inches to the sand that's not the case the entire bar is 12 uh 12 inches you can you can go uh all all the way to your max endurance i mean uh resistance and uh work on your endurance and work on your strength you can do three to five second segments just do your max and really i think athletes we have them at mostly like six seven uh inches deep then you can go up to 12 and we tell them to use a rubber band to mark it or like use chalk to mark so you can keep track of your pro progress, but it gives you an incredible amount of resistance. So it's, it's humanly, I, it, I think so far it's impossible to work at the maximum. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't found the human that can, that, that can, uh, that, that beats it. Right. So. Not yet. And I'm sure some, some, there's someone out there. Yeah. There's someone we, out we, there. we could put out a challenge right now. There's a challenge on Grappito that, uh, can you get to the max of the product? So mm -hmm. that's a, that's a, that's a great challenge. Yeah. Um, so, so what type of equipment? So it comes, do you have one right there that we can, that you can kind of show to the, I can, I can grab it really quick. If you can give me a second. 
This is one of my early uh, prototypes. It's quite beat up now. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah. But the, the handle is four inches. Uh, the centerpiece is two and a two, uh, sorry, two and a quarter. And the entire length is 12. So you could place it in sand and the fins are three by one. And the sand, so it's empty on the inside. And um, when you place it in sand, uh, these fins are, since they're far away from the center, more far they are, increases the resistance. That's why we came up with this design. And more you push in the sand, more resistance you get. So that's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. You can, uh, you can train, um, if you change your height in, in relation to the bucket, so if you're standing and doing it or put it on like a plyo box in front of you, so you're working like this, you're working your wrist that way. I like to have athletes completely change the height of it or um, in relation to, I guess, um, so if I'm standing, my forearm will be like right on top of it, right? Like this. Right. And right. If, I, if I have it in, in front of me, it will be like this. If I have it somewhat low, there will be like a degree from here to here. I recommend doing it all. So you're training your wrists in several angles, making it stronger uh, and increasing that wrist and grip connection. Um, that's something I, I like to advise. It sounds, it looks like if you, the, the height would, would work potentially the shoulders as well as the elbows oh, yeah. and the forearms. So you're working yeah. the entire, okay. That makes sense. So, so if you're standing in, 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 uh, if you're standing and it's in a bucket and, and you're like this and doing it, it works your shoulder, internal, external rotation uh, rotators. So you're getting a lot of work for the shoulder. That's why I recommend changing it. So you're hitting different parts of the arm and it's really from shoulder all the way down to the fingers, everything's being trained. That's great. So the only thing it doesn't come with is what the the uh, fifty pound bag of sand and a and a five gallon bucket. Is that what what you recommend? Yeah, uh, sand. And one thing about sand is a lot of sands have silica, which is bad for the lungs. We recommend getting a. Uh, there's different brands out there that are silica free, but surprisingly, a lot of ch children sand have silica. So if you're working out, I don't recommend using that sand and inhaling that. Um, it also attaches to a barbell. The inside is designed so uh, it fits, it mounts onto a barbell, and you can do uh, wrist rolls, which is like an old school exercise with, with the wood dowel and everything. Right. Um, so you can do that, and the, it being two and a quarter, it works your grip, and it's. Uh, and I, I recommend athletes using different thicknesses to, for that exercise. So you can buy different products, uh, tools with the Grupito. I don't recommend just using the Grupito for your for your entire strength and conditioning for the grips and everything. Um, but when you melt it, you're not carrying the weight. So you can focus on loading it a lot more. If you try them, there's a world of world difference. And uh, so that's a, one exercise that you can do. But while you're doing that, you can grip the four inch ball and you can just focus on that and that will work your grip and you can hold it sideways. You can just even change it. Uh, there's really not, like there's not a wrong way to do it really uh we recommend getting out of regular patterns and just as long as the athletes and coaches are being mindful we recommend uh, different grips uh to do that and you can change your height in the barbell as well we recommend that too you can have it low work here you can have it high uh and and do the same uh you're hitting a little bit different muscles okay but also higher it is from the ground you, you can focus on endurance and which is key for sports 
Um, the longer the wait is from the ground, the more it, it actually gets pretty brutal. So, so Emery, what, what what resources do you have for people that are interested in in taking a look at this? Is do you have videos online? Do you have material that you have? Yeah. So uh, our website is gripedo.com. That's G-R-I-P-E-D-O.com. And we have a how to use section. We updated about a week ago. Um, it has a lot of exercises. It has a lot of notes that uh, uh, tips that that can that can be useful. Okay. Uh, who are you working with um, outside of your organization? Do you work with particular trainers? Do you work with? Uh, I know you're big in the judo and and the weightlifting and arm wrestling. Um, who else are you really looking to to work with? Well, honestly, uh, our product is anyone for anyone that needs overall arm and grip strength, which is uh, a lot of different sports. Yep. We get a lot of um, military, uh, uh, like the Air Force, a lot of bases we send several units to, and they use it for their combat training, but just their overall strength and conditioning uh, and their overall combat preparedness. Um, we're getting a lot of traction from baseball that from early on, uh, martial artists, uh, rock climbers, um, hockey players. That Hockey has been uh, – we had uh, one of the coaches that we sent uh, units to – uh, use it in their um, for their uh, NHL, and they won the Stanley Cup that year. And they gave me a really good uh, testimonial for for the website. And um, my understanding is they use it as um, helping their athletes that were injured as a part of their training. That's great. Um, we have who, uh, pro basketball. Who, who, who was the team? Who was the team? Uh, St. Louis Blues. Ah, the Blues. Okay, I'm from I'm down here in Missouri, so that's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, okay, it was really really cool. Their strength coach. Uh, uh, yeah, we got one to him early on. He was open-minded to use it. Um, okay. we, we had some uh, NBA teams, uh, actually several major league baseball teams that bought several, and they're using it for strength and conditioning. Um, really, anyone that you know wants, uh, I think anyone that likes to use like kettlebell or really weightlifting is uh, right. uh, will like the benefits of it. And I think usually folks that usually like to use, if you enjoy a kettlebell, I find a correlation there where people that love kettlebells seem to really like it. And, and it, it does combine uh, really well with it. I think they complement each other in some ways. Great. Are you, and you're on Instagram as well. Instagram as well. Yeah. Grapito trainer. Grapito uh, trainer. Great. So Emery, if I can line you up with a couple of, of training facilities, uh, would that be interesting to you? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. So we've got, we've got some good relationships with training facilities across the country. We've got some trainers that uh, may be interested. I know that we, I think we awarded one of your products to one of our coaches as well. You were working with David on that. So I think it was coach Steinman. Uh, Are you, has he received his, his device? He should have. Yeah. I sent it out. I'll confirm. He should have now. So I think that's 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 fantastic. So so really to get a hold of Emery, it's grapito.com. Uh it's grapito trainer. Is it trainer or training? A trainer. So it's grapito trainer on Instagram. Are you on Twitter? Um we have a t- Twitter account but we don't really use it. Uh but on our website it, okay. you can see the links to our YouTube channel as well and you can find our email and our email is contact us at grapito.com. I think that's great. I think this is this is uh, this has been really good, very educational. Uh, a lot of times we just talk baseball and we talk, you know, the kind of the 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 direction that it's going, and and so it's 
always fun to talk to somebody that uh, really had its your own personal um, needs. You know, you had you had to figure out how to how to get yourself healthy and and train and get back to where you wanted to be and and to come up with this idea. Uh, I think it's I think it's ingenious. Um, it's simple. Uh, anybody can do it. It can be something, heck, you could throw a five gallon bucket in, into the dugouts, throw the sand in there. And it could be something that people are doing, uh, between innings, between, between whatever. So I, I think it's, I think it's a great tool. Um, guys, make sure that you check out, uh, Emery's, uh, website at grapito.com. hit them up on Instagram. Uh, we're going to be sending out some, some information, uh, from our Twitter and Instagram accounts as well as, as well as Facebook. Well, we're we're excited to to be working with you guys. Um, anything that we can do, uh, we're we're here to help. Um, and and I and really just to let people know and get to know you uh, from more of a personal perspective. Your story is great. Uh, love your your background, um, your passion, and uh, and doing this really to help other people uh, uh, get to back to where they they need to be or where they were or or even uh, advance. And and some of the things that you talked about, I think, is is. Uh, is fantastic. Emory, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Uh, and we look forward to uh, talking with you soon. Okay. Sounds great. Thank, thank you for having me. appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for watching guys. Really appreciate it. Make sure that you're subscribing to the channel. You're sharing the link out to your friends and your family, other players, other coaches that you might know. Guys, I really appreciate it. Like it, comment. Uh, I want these podcasts to be for you. Uh, the listeners and, and the guys that are viewing it. Uh, we've got a lot of great um, uh, programs uh, lined up from now until all the way, actually all the way through October. Uh, so guys, I'm, I'm really looking forward to bringing these podcasts to you. And it's all about you guys. It's all about uh, bringing something to the program. So subscribe, like, and share. That would be awesome. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, uh, and make sure, are you in the book? Get in the book, um, build your profile. We'd love to see you out there. Thanks a lot.